Hi, this is Dee. Um, you're listening to my podcast, Let Me Clear My Throat. This is part two of my last one I just did. Um, there's no title. It's just me. I have no um, script in front of me. I'm just winging it. I actually got cut off on my last podcast there at the end. Um, my mom uh, needed me um, and was hollering for me in the background. Um, she usually dings her little ding-dong button, but, uh, for some reason, um, she was hollering for me. She needed help to, um, she was in a lot of pain and needed me to rub some Vicks Vapor Rub on her legs, um, and give her her afternoon medicine and, um, try to help her scoot into the bed a little bit more, um, and put some support socks on her legs. Um, we live by the Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> Um, we really do. Uh, I love Vicks Vapor Rub a lot. <laughs> um, we buy a large quantity of that. Uh, um, sometimes I heat it up in the microwave, um, and rub it on her. And, uh, she likes it better than the Voltaren, better than the Salon Pops, better than the Icy Hot, better than any of that stuff. The, um, uh, Lordicane, Manicane, whatever it's called. Um, Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> um, so if you've never tried it, Vicks is awesome. <laughs> it helps her anyway. Um, she has uh, neuropathy, uh, PAD, fibromyalgia. She's had two bypasses done on her legs. Uh, she has a stimulus um, simulator implant in her spine. She has multiple health con conditions, um, health concerns, but she... She likes the Vicks Vapor Rub. I um, get my gloves out and um, sometimes rubber head to toe in Vicks Vapor Rub. So, anyway, um, sorry I got cut off. I didn't really get to end my podcast. Um, now, um, I know I was talking about the car accident from yesterday. And the only reason why I know that is because I backed up to listen to my ending. <laughs> Um, because sometimes I get occupied and what I'm doing with mom, I forget where I leave off sometimes. But what I was saying was, um, with that accident, um, you know, I got, was able to get the generator out and, um, the electric company, I had to call an electrician out to come and hook the weather head and stuff back on. Um, and luckily was able to get one out here. And because it was a part of the car accident, um, I was told that the entrance of the car should pay for the electrician. So I gave him the case number and all that stuff to the case. But um, our cable is still not hooked up. They have it hanging from the air, but haven't came to hook up to the pole yet. Um, this was come out, I think, tomorrow. So I don't know if I'll be able to get this posted today or tomorrow, which I guess to you, you wouldn't know either difference, but to me, I do. <laughs> I haven't been able to get on here and do a podcast for a while. I've had a lot going on um, in the family with myself, my mom, um, just a lot going on. This time of year is very hard for me, um, but also to uh, my grandson's birthday was this month. November the 6th is his birthday. And um, I do a lot for the homeless. I've talked about it before on my other podcast. And we uh, do a can drive, or food drive, <clears throat> collecting food for the holiday. I want to hand it out to some families. Um, so I've been working on that. And a toy drive. And a teddy bear drive. Um, because I do a thing called bearing it through the holidays. To give teddy bears to people that are grieving or going through hard times, or even families that are have loved ones that are deployed, to try to help them have a place to put their feelings. Um, my teddy bear that I have that my daughter, my youngest daughter, bought me when my grandson passed away um, is um, his stuffing is is been replaced with all of my tears and heartache. Um, so I do know that is it is very therapeutic, but. Um, so I'll be working on that, and uh, my uh, one of my very bestest friends, bestest is the name of the word, but um, 
one of my non-biological best friend's sisters, <laughs> um, she had surgery. My sister had surgery. Um, which obviously I wasn't ever either one of their surgeries. Um, but, um, I've been, I've been busy. <laughs> I've been occupied. My mental state of mind, trying to keep it focused. And I do a lot of crafting and, um, I like to classify myself as an artist, um, <clears throat> but I make a lot of different creations and a lot of different things, so I've been uh, crafting and making things. I just finished a, a, um, a picture on a canvas for um, someone who lost his mom this year, and it was a picture of him and his mom, his daughter and his son, and he had a picture on his phone. And I had him send it to me, and I changed the background on it. I finally figured out how to do that. Um, and then I printed it and put it on the canvas. Um, been working on making Christmas gifts. Um, <clears throat> made um, some different things. I've just been trying new things and trying to make things differently because, um, you know, you never know unless you try. When you make mistakes, you just, you know, rip it apart and... Try to try it again a different way, or try to fix it, or um, <clears throat> put a ribbon on it, or <laughs> something. <laughs> um, I made a cowboy scenery not too long ago for a gentleman. Um, made a cowboy out of <laughs> his arms and legs were Q-tips, made out of Q-tips and clay. <laughs> but um, it turned out really, really great, actually. He was very impressed with it. Um, sold it to him, um, and then, um, <clears throat> made a remembrance, uh, Christmas tree on a glass plate with a empty chair, um, for one of my friends who lost her son to a fentanyl overdose. <clears throat> he, uh, thought he was taking Xanax and it was laced with fentanyl, which I've talked about that in my past podcast. Um... Anyway, I made her one of those and a um, couple of ornaments with um, her son and his kids on the ornaments. And I've uh, been making some other um, Christmas gifts. I don't want to say in case I have family listening. I don't want them to know what they're getting for Christmas. So, <laughs> um, trying to figure out what to make my mom or do for my mom. Uh, it's a little bit difficult with her. Um, most times she gets nightgowns because she lives in her nightgowns. Um, and she's getting actually kind of, they need to be, she needs new ones. Um, my daughter never fails. Actually, she's been great. At, she always gets my mom some really nice nightgowns. Um, but she does need another round of some new nightgowns. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much what she wears, um, unless she goes to the doctors. And that's kind of hard to do because, um, being bedridden is stuff, your weight fluctuates and having something that fits you but also is comfortable and easy to get on and off. Um, it's very difficult sometimes for her. She doesn't really have a coat that fits her uh, much anymore. She's got one I bought her for Christmas, but she's outgrew it. And um, so she has another <clears throat> hooded uh, sweat jacket or whatever she wears. So I'm, I might look into get, maybe getting her another coat or something. Um, and if you're listening to this mom, I, I know um, I'm talking about somebody else's mom. <laughs> um, my mom, I'm sure, is not listening. Um, she lives in her audiobooks. <laughs> um, she hears me talk enough. She doesn't need to hear me talk like this to her any more than what she has to. I'm sure I get on her nerves already. I tease her and I tell her I'm, I'm the daughter that gets on her nerves. <laughs> me and all my personalities. I asked her one day if... Um, my personalities could come over and play. She said no. Later on that day, she told me I was getting on her nerves. I said, that's what you get for not letting my personalities come out to play. They're trying. I told you. <laughs> so this is what you get. <laughs> but um, she knows how I am. But when she's, um, when she's grieving or trying to um, handle what she's going through, sometimes I can be a little overbearing to her and I'm trying to teach myself to dial it down, if you will, for her, which makes it really difficult sometimes because I'm, um, I'm an outgoing person, um, and I'm always, like, the jokester in the family, I really am, 
um, I try, I don't know. I'm, and people are probably thinking, well, Friday May podcast of, you know, how funny you are. Cause you say, give this girl a mic, you know, but, um, you know, when you come on and you start talking to people, or actually I'm talking to myself in a room, just recording it. So I really, I'm assuming somebody's listening, <laughs> but right now, <laughs> um, I'm kind of talking to myself in this room <laughs> and recording myself. Um, but, um, when you start talking about your feelings or trying to decide what is important to talk about, like if, if somebody handed you a microphone or something, what would you do with it? You know, would you, would you break, break out and start singing, um, a song? Um, would you start telling jokes? Would you start telling a story? Would you try to get inspirational talk? Would you educate? Um, would you talk crap? Um, would you be dormant or, or, you know, mic shy per se? Um, you know, kind of, it took me a minute um, <laughs> to, um, in the beginning, to kind of get used to it. Because I would always type up what I wanted to talk about. And I would proofread it. And I'd correct it. And I'd read from paper. I'd research on it. And um, I did that up until I started talking about not homeless or homeless. And then I kind of free-ranged it there with myself. Um, open mic because, um, you know, I was homeless for two and a half years. And um, <clears throat> two, two and a half years, somewhere around there. And, um, I just kind of need it. My last podcast I did, my 13th one, this is my 14th, or my 15th. <laughs> Sorry, because I remember I had to do a cough. <laughs> uh, so, you know what number I'm on now? I'm on 15. <laughs> Yay! Hey, look at me. Um, but anyway, I did one talking about veterans being homeless. Um, I opened mic to that one. And I also gave a lot of information, and um, I don't know if I lost viewers on it or not, or listeners, but, you know, sometimes <clears throat> I talk about a subject, and then I'll get sidetracked, and I'll start talking about something else, and sometimes I, I would bring myself back to try to focus back on what I was talking about, bring it back on subject, and try to get my resources, and cite, my sightings, and perfection that's not perfect I guess um but with this one and well this is a sequel part two <laughs> um I just I wouldn't even plan to do a podcast um today my mind my cable's out um on my internet rather than my cable we don't have cable um we don't even have tv so <laughs> Um, but, um, I just sat down, I was, I was making something, actually, I just finished that, um, canvas earlier, and, um, I started looking up something else to make, and I decided just to press record, and this is where we are, <laughs> so, um, the other one was a little over an hour long, this one I'm at almost 14 minutes. And about right now, 14 minutes. Um, so now I'm thinking, what do I want to talk about? <laughs> what do I want to talk about now? Um, I would like to figure out how to do live streaming or live podcast or like radio talk show or something like that. I have no idea how to do that. Um, I used to be pretty savvy and the computer because I was always in an office setting but um I kind of stepped out of technology a lot uh my accounts all got hacked yeah, a while back and I just um stayed off for a long time and it wasn't until a year I'm just now starting to see memories up um on a year well past year on my memories on my Facebook but honestly, I wish I didn't have to, I don't say I have to have it, but I wish I, it wasn't, 
I wish it wasn't what everybody thought made the world go around. No, social media. Because I get so tired of so many things are misconstrued and mistaken from lack of actual conversation with people. But also to human interaction is so important that I think that's our problem in today's world. And um, never wonder where all the phone numbers you used to have to store in your head from back in the day when we didn't have cell phones. Where all that went in your memory and where that's what is taking over that place now. Because <laughs> um, it's sure that game all the zillion passwords you have to know. <laughs> Um, or all the accounts you have to create, and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. I just, half the time I forget what my name is. Um, well, that's not true, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I could say you know what I mean, but I don't know if you know what I mean, but I know what I mean. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> and then I have to remember my mom's passwords and my mom's information, and it's kind of like, it's a lot in my head. <laughs> um, my brain is full. I think sometimes it seeps over and then that's when my other personalities leak out because I think that's when they get overflowed. <laughs> I drowned them out <laughs> with all the information in my head. They have nowhere to go. Um, I joke about that. I don't have, I'm, I say I don't have multiple personalities, but we all have multiple personalities, I believe. I said that in one of my other podcasts. Um, I used to work at this mental, um, as a mental health technician. And, um, because I'm medical field, um, so I have a big variety of different things in the medical field and criminal justice degree. Um, but I worked in a mental health facility, and one of the nurses looked at me one day and she goes, How many personalities do you have? I said, I don't know. How many have you counted so far? She goes, I've counted like 20. <laughs> but it's just a different variety of people you have to interact with. You know, you just got to kind of. I'm one person, but there's so many of me, different varieties of me in my head. But that's because that's who I am. And that's what makes me me. And some people might think, um, I know people think I'm crazy. Um, but some people may think they're, they're crazy because they don't know how to deal with all the thoughts that go on in their heads. And I might feel like they have multiple heads. Um... And it confuses them. You know, some people might not even realize they have a, the, a subconscious. You know, your inner voice that talks to you. And, um, people, unless I'm the only one, <laughs> I guess then I am crazy. But I'm just going to assume for safety reasons of mentality that I'm not. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, that little voice, <laughs> um, I call it the voice of reason, but that's not always true either. Um, a lot of people don't realize that that's a thing. And you have different levels of your brain. They do different things. And, uh, you know, I, I've talked before how I used that when I studied. I always had to study with my music and headphones. I'd have headphones in my ears listening to music when I studied for my uh, when I was in college. <clears throat> And my daughter, my youngest daughter, she's the same way. And she has to, she would always wear her headphones with music doing her homework in high school. And um, I used to always say, or I, I, I would think to myself, if you have different levels of personality that are triggered at different times, and say one of them goes and does your class one day, and another day, your other personality is in tune the next time. Are you actually going to school with your multiple personalities? So then does that make you smart in different areas at different times? Because it depends on how intelligent that other personality is. So say you got two really smart personalities or several smart personalities. Is that where you get a genius? Or is you get somebody that just has brain overload? Or, do I need to go take myself into a hospital? <laughs> I laugh, but I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Um, 
I always laugh when I go somewhere and I say, somebody will say something to me. I'm like, I'm sorry. My other person, I was having a meeting right now without me and I was trying to listen in on it. <laughs> and they would look at me and laugh. I'm like, you have no idea how true that is. But it's not true, but it is. But, you know, it's a joke, but it's not a joke. Um, <laughs> sometimes I have to humor myself, okay? Because <laughs> if I don't, who will? Because um, sometimes these walls close in on me. They really do. Um, I always say the walls have ears, but <sighs> that's not always true. Um, life is a sponge. It really is a sponge. And sometimes I feel like a very big sponge, literally and figuratively. Um, but some things I wish I could, um, I wish, I wish I could just, um, squeeze out, rinse out, um, maybe carve out, make, make the sponge a little smaller, contour it. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's still me. And even with all the trauma and the self-esteem issues I have and the beliefs of myself, my perspective of myself, like right now I think I'm having a hard time talking because I'm trying very hard with the cotton mouth that I have, with my mouth, my teeth. And maybe some people are subconscious about talking about their teeth or their dentures. I had 26 teeth and four wisdom taken out. And um, my mom never took us to the dentist growing up. And um, my teeth eventually caught up with it. And I had a lot of broken teeth, a lot of bad teeth. But when my two middle teeth, my two front teeth kind of split in half, I was excited to ask the doctor if I could have dentures. And um, now I'm trying to get used to them in my mouth. And I've been trying different adhesive things. Because I'm going to talk about my teeth. Because <laughs> they're very beautiful. Uh, very white. I asked my doctor, my dentist, I said, my teeth are going to be so white. Am I going to glow in the dark? <laughs> He's like, oh, you're a comedian. <laughs> um, but I had them laughing so hard that they had to stop. A couple of times, <laughs> trying to retract, uh, tr uh, take my teeth out because they were laughing too hard. They couldn't concentrate, so I had to be quiet. But that was really difficult for me to do. Um, but once we got into it, whatever, you know, whatever. That I, the numbing technicians, they were having difficult until my mouth was numbed. Um, but anyway, um, so I tried the adhesive um, tape, if you will. And then the gel, glue, paste, whatever, and the powder. I've been trying them all. So far, I've been using the powder. I've been using the, um, what is it called? Um, is it fix it? Fix it in. Fix it in with the scope in it. Um, so far, I've been using that a lot. Um, and brushing my teeth. I have a, a, a toothbrush that folds in half and stores away in the other end of it. Um... Because the denture brushes, um, they don't have covers that cover them. So then the brushes are just exposed. Um, so what I did was I took an old, uh, a toothbrush one, a regular toothbrush one, and I, I, had, bought a, I had a smaller denture uh, brush. And I squished it in there and then took a ponytail and wrapped it in there to keep it in there. So whoever makes some toothbrushes, if you can make the toothbrush holders to go over those, that would be a big seller for you. Um, anyway, um, but, so I have these, this faux down one that I've been using because it keeps it clean, but at least a lot of, um, the gum paste or whatever to your mouth. But every time I peel that off of my mouth or I brush it out, cause then I brush my teeth, I, I brush my teeth, well I do brush my teeth. Um, I take them out and I brush them, um, and I soak them, but I also brush them in my mouth sometimes too. When they're in my mouth, I'll brush my teeth. Um, sometimes I just use uh, water or whatever. Um, but um, 
I taped the toothbrush to my gums and the roof of my mouth and my tongue. And um, I tried to get all that goo and stuff off. And sometimes I have to pull it off. And I'm warped that way that I think it's cool <laughs> to pull it out. <laughs> to pull it off there and all that. I guess I'm weird, but... Um, um, also my generation though, we used to make fake fingernails made out of glue on a ruler. So, Hey, <laughs> um, unless I was the only one that did that, but then, uh, so anyway, focus, <laughs> um, <laughs> the gel and the paste are kind of gross, but the powders, I mean, it's all kind of gross because it all sticks to your mouth, but it's supposed to, it's glue. But I'm having a hard time. Obviously, I know I'm still healing. But when I eat, I leave my uppers in and I take my bottom ones out. And then when I'm done eating, I'll put my lower ones back in. Because I'm still healing on the bottom. A lot. And when I put my two dentures together and push down, it still hurts a little. So, I don't try to do that too much. Because then it won't hurt as much. But... I have to eat and then I have to teach myself how to make take smaller bites because it gets caught between my dentures or my opening in my mouth and down on my uh, esophagus down by my epiglottis <laughs> and the little thing that dangles in the middle <laughs> your vocal um, <clears throat> it gets caught in there my in my pipe there and I have to sometimes do the little finger scoop and scoop it out um, or it gets caught on my teeth um, or I just take too big of a bite, or I'm, I'm so, I feel like I'm hungry all the time, because I don't feel like I can taste anything, because I have no taste in the upper palate of my mouth, so I'm constantly going, I feel like, I know I ate, but it's like, what did I just eat, because I really didn't get to taste it, and then, if I go somewhere, um, say if I'm eating a cupcake, or a donut, or a french fry, or something that's easy. I say french fry, but french fry is not really easy for me right now. Uh, it really isn't. That's like one of my enemies. Um, but <laughs> I'll drive down the road. And I will take my bottom dentures out. And I'll have my bottom dentures in one hand. <laughs> or I'll set them um, in the like I don't know, the cupcake container or the donut container. Or whatever it is I'm munching on. Um and I'll be eating the other object with my other hand. So I'll be having my dentures in my hand driving and eating my cupcake in my other hand or something. And then when I get done, I'll pop my dentures back in and drink me a drink of water and drive down the road. So if you ever see me driving down the road and I got my dentures in my hand, mind your business. <laughs> Just mind your business. I'm probably eating something. I'm probably eating a cupcake, which is really good. Or a donut or something. Um, and I've learned like with um, my sandwiches. Um, I eat with a fork sometimes because it's easy to eat it, easier for me to eat it that way. But I've been trying to teach myself to, um, eat smaller bites. And I'm, I struggle with that, honestly, but, because sometimes I inhale my food like there's no tomorrow. Like I'm not going to get another meal and I have to remind myself that that's not my case anymore. And, um... <clears throat> I'm very big on, um, I guess probably because where I have my teeth removed, mashed potatoes with lemon pepper seasoning on them. Oh my goodness. Love it. So I'm going to make me some mashed potatoes, bunches of mashed potatoes and put them in a container. But when I heat them up, I'll put lemon pepper seasoning on it. Um, and another thing I made was I took soft tortilla shells. And this probably does sound gross, but I, to me, it's delicious. Um... I took a, okay, so I took a soft tortilla shell, and then I had some boneless chicken that I made in the crock pot. Um, but that was just because I made it in the crock pot, and I put it, but I guess it could be any kind of already cooked chicken or whatever, whatever you put in there. Um, so anyway, I put the boneless chicken in there, and then I put some lemon pepper seasoning on it, and then I put mashed potatoes on top of the chicken and the seasoning, and then put more lemon pepper seasoning on it. And then I fold the tortilla over so it looks like a kind of like a taco. So it looks like a chicken mashed potato taco. <laughs> and then I brush butter on the top of it and put lemon pepper seasoning on top of it. And I cook it in the New Wave uh, infrared oven. Oh my goodness, it's so yummy. It sounds gross, I'm sure, but it is so yummy. 
um, to me it is. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so yummy. And, and I just kind of went on this uh, kick of, of eating. And my mom, she wasn't keen on the mashed potatoes and, and stuff, but she was having me put the uh, barbecue chicken inside the soft tortilla shell and cooking it in the New Wave infrared oven. And um, I call it an, an air fryer, but it's not. It's an infrared oven. And it makes the best pizza in there, too. Um, and I make my meatball subs in there. I make my cheeseburgers in there. Um, I could probably even bake a cake in there. I, honestly, I, 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 I believe I could because it's an oven. It's an infrared oven. Um, I make everything in that pretty much. I really do. It's, it's, I hardly ever use the regular oven anymore. Um, it's very convenient, very easy to clean up. I put aluminum foil down on the bottom of it. Sometimes I put it on the rack. Um, because it's different levels, makes really good hot dogs. Um, because then you got the little grill marks on them too. It's like I could go outside and fire the grill up to fire, you know, to cook like two hot dogs on it if I wanted to, but that's a lot of work <laughs> and a lot of propane, uh, just for two hot dogs. But, um, so I mean, I'm kind of like on that kick. So, you don't know now, you know, <laughs> whatever fish you want to do with that. Oh. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody's having a great day. I'm just kind of, I don't know how I felt today. I'm trying to, um, trying to decide how I feel, which is kind of sad because it's already almost 5 p.m. here, um, at this moment. Today's my sister's birthday and my, and my biological dad's birthday. They share the same birthday. Um, <clears throat> she's my younger sister. My older sister was the reason why we had rules. I'm the one that got blamed for everything. Even if I didn't do it. And my younger sister got away with everything. Because she was the baby. <laughs> and if you listen to this. Which I'm sure you are. Because she's one of my followers on her. And I know it. Um, I, You know. Happy birthday sis. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, I just. I don't know. Hopefully I can think of another category to talk about in my next podcast. If not, I might open mic it again. Um, it really depends on how I feel and where my mind is at. I don't really have a lot of people to talk to. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. I don't have a lot of people to talk to anymore because I don't go anywhere and do anything. Obviously, my priority is with my mom. Uh, it is with my mom. Um, as where it needs to be right now because... Even though I don't get to spend any time with my daughter, or my children, or my grandkids, or my friends, or any of my other family members, or anybody, um, my mom is bedridden. <clears throat> um, you know, when I have to help her at the doctor's office, or go back and forth to the bathroom, or give her her medicine, or up with her throughout the night, um, bring her food to her, put her compression, um, machines on her for her legs. <clears throat> um, countless hours of her crying and being upset or not being able to, to walk. Um, a blindless, being blind to her, she says, is a piece of cake. It's the not being able to walk that, uh, she struggles with. Because she has lost her independence and her own identity. And, um, when my stepdad died, my dad died, um, you know, they were, they were married 40 years. And that's, that's, um, that's almost a lifetime. I mean, to her, it kind of was, I mean, it was her lifetime pretty much. It was, it was definitely almost mine. Um, um, he was, they got married when I was eight and, um, <clears throat> or nine. I was nine when they got married. They're going to be 10. And, um, he's been in my since I was eight, seven or eight. And, um, <clears throat> I'm 50 now. So definitely my lifetime. And, um, it's rough. It's really rough. Um, things I do, taking care of my mom, like the incident with the car wreck yesterday, 
you know, the power out, I had to call the power company, still wait for, um, Xfinity to come out and fix our cable, I'm supposed to do it tomorrow, they said, they still owe my mom, um, money that they owe her from where they were charging her for having cable and a TV and she didn't even have cable TV. I finally did get that taken care of. I talked about that in one of my podcasts and the elderly and disabled. Um, they're supposed to be, <laughs> they're supposed to be putting it back into her bank account. I don't know by the 17th if they do or not. Um, it's been a while since they told me that. They tried to tell me that I was going to have to call the bank and do a dispute. And I said, I don't even do no dispute. You didn't dispute it when you were taking it out of her account and, and just uh, connecting her when she didn't pay a payment or something. You didn't dispute it when you were taking her money. You didn't have no problem then. You should have no problem putting it right back in. So I'm going to wait until the 17th. And if they don't put it back in there by then, I'm going to an office um, and talking to them. And they will be taken care of. Um, <clears throat> because they tried to do it on her bill as a credit. And my mom doesn't have to pay... Um, an internet bill because they have a program here. Um, I forget exactly what it's called. And I don't want to quote it, but anybody can get it if you qualify. Um, and basically, it pays for your internet. You get it for free every month, and um, they get a stipend from the government to pay for it. <clears throat> so she doesn't have a bill anymore for her internet, and um, so they put this credit on her bill every month. And it just keeps being a credit every month. And it's like $514 credit that they overcharged her. And had not I caught it when I took over the bills when my dad died, um, she probably still would be getting charged for this uh, service that she does not have and did not have. So please check your bills, people. <laughs> really check your bills. Um, itemized bills. Uh, and if you don't know what something is, Talk to somebody that does. It took me a year and a half to finally get my mom credit on her bill. <clears throat> and I'm still waiting to get the money for her. Um, but it is credited on her bill. It just has to go in her pocket. <laughs> um, so hopefully um, she'll have that by the 17th. Um, but it just amazes me how much these companies get away with these multi-million dollar companies get away with off us you know i guess you want to say little people but off anybody yeah right is right and wrong is wrong and that's just straight up wrong i don't care if my mom's disabled or not i don't care if i caught it or i mean i'm game god i caught it but i shouldn't have had to have caught it I shouldn't have had to intervene. My mom should not have had to deal with it. She does not have to deal with that. Not to mention what Verizon did to her. And the finance company on the vehicle. Um, it's ridiculous. And you know, and you got medicine. So she, gets, she has a lot of medication. And you get, I just, I sit back and I look at these medicine bottles you know how many medicine bottles you can accumulate in just a week's time when you have a lot of medication? And then they only put maybe 10 or 15 pills in this big old bottle? Why? Why are they wasting that? I don't understand that. And then, and... <sighs> it doesn't make no sense to me. And then they get... I try to repurpose mine. I, I do. I need to check safety. I know you can. I know you can turn in your own medication places to dispose of it. But I wonder if they have a place where you can just drop off empty medicine bottles. I wonder if you can do it. I mean, the same thing. But what happens to them? Do they just throw them away, or do they recycle the bottles? Because that's a lot of bottles. That's a lot of plastic. That's a lot of waste. Um. Is that's. I mean. My mom one time got got one in the same pill bottle. It could hold, have, hold a 90-day supply of medication. And then the same exact size will have like 10 pills in it. And then I have to give the doctor's office notice to refill the pills. So I'm like, why don't you just give her a month's supply? 
because I'm calling you every other week. And then it takes a week to get filled. So then she's out of her medicine for a week. It makes no sense to me. The doctor finally, the doctor finally did give her a third day supply, but two different times she had to go without her medicine on one particular case. And <clears throat> meantime, I got a great amount of empty medicine bottles. And like I said, I try to repurpose them, but you can only repurpose them so many times. I guess I can just give them to everybody for Christmas. <laughs> Everybody's getting medicine, empty medicine bottles for Christmas. I'll peel the label off and everybody gets a clear container with a lid. <laughs> and that's everybody's Christmas present. And I might be bougie and put a sticker on there with your name. So you know it's your empty medicine bottle. Um, but, I mean, seriously, though. These companies make things and they have big containers. Um, you know, I remember back in the day when, I mean, our boom boxes were big, you know, we set them up on our shoulder and, you know, whatever, back in the 80s, and, um, our cell phones were humongous in a bag we carried on our shoulder or, or whatever, and, um, our, our clothes were loud, our hair was tall, um, and then everything started going smaller, except things that companies make, like medicine bottles. <laughs> and yeah, I guess, and you know, if you have small medicine bottles, it'll be hard to keep track of because they're so tiny. But you know what? A bottle of nitro is really, really tiny. So it can fit in your pocket. And um, I assure you, I don't lose those. I have one laying by my mom's bed, one in my glove box, and then she has one in her purse. And um, before she, before I put it in my glove box in my car, whenever... Um, actually, the one on her bed, by her bed, also sits by a bottle of chewable aspirins. Um, because my mom has a heart condition. She has an aneurysm in her heart, and, um, she has a heart condition. And, um, <clears throat> my dad had a heart attack, and I couldn't find the, the chewables. I could only find the regular aspirins. So I'm very big out of having chewables around, because that's you know, good to thin your blood out and help. And they think they say, Do you think you're having a heart attack or whatever? But, um, so anyway, when I would take her to the doctors, I take her chewable um, aspirins and her nitro and I put them in my pocket. Then I put her oximeter that reads her oxygen and her heart uh, rhythm. Um, and I put it around my neck and wear it because it's on a, on a rope. And, um, I take her to her doctors or wherever we're going. Um, I don't really like to keep medicine in my glove box because of the weather change, um, and stuff. I do have a, um, couple of nozzle sprays of Narcan in my glove box. She has a, um, prescription sitting by her bed of, of Narcan because, um, of her medication. But I have some in my glove box that I carry, uh, that a friend of mine had given me. Because she had some extras. Um, and you never know when you're going to unfortunately need it with somebody. Um, even mom accidentally or something. Too much medication or, or whatever. But um, <clears throat> sanitizer, gloves. Um, my ex-husband used to laugh at me all the time when I used to put um, gloves in the glove box. <laughs> gloves in the glove box. I got laughed at. But like sanitized gloves and stuff. And being in the medical field, I always had my, my gloves and stuff, you know, working in the lab and stuff. And I'd keep some in my glove box. And he would laugh at me, make fun of me all that. Until one time he had to pick up something gross. And he said, you got your gloves in your glove box? Oh, yeah, now, you, now you're not laughing at me, making fun of me, huh? Because you never know when you're going to cross something. You really never know. Um, Biohazard's everywhere. And I say that when I went out to that wreck yesterday... Um, being in the biohazard world that I was in, I didn't even take that into account or hesitate when I went to go get a first CPR. <clears throat> um, I didn't have a barrier on me, but I took that chance and when I call the police department to get a copy of the police report, I will talk to them about um, getting biohazard testing 
um, obviously for safety reasons to see if she was tested, which obviously if her blood was exposed, um, they test her blood for biohazard because everybody was in contact. Um, so it is a safety precaution. However, I did scrub, uh, pretty much immediately after the accident. My neighbor was kind to let me come over and take a shower over there, um, rinse my mouth out and all that fun stuff. But just as a safety precaution, I will check with them on that. Um, and worst case scenario, I'll just go get tested. It, it doesn't hurt to go get tested. Um, and it's not like I did anything wrong. Um, nothing to be ashamed about. And, um, yeah. So, but with the world today, you might as well just, um, it's everywhere. <laughs> Our whole life is a biohazard, it feels like. <laughs> um, and I don't want to get into that subject too much because that'll veer me off into another subject. Um, which I most definitely will get into a conversation with probably here really soon. I've been biting my tongue on it. And if anybody knows me, already knows what subject it's probably on. Because um, I'm very vocal on it. <laughs> Um, here at home and around my family and friends, um, and very much so during the time frame, um, that it was very, very huge. Um, but I have a lot of opinions, um, a lot of, um, background history. I used to teach, um, biohazard safety at work when I worked in the lab. I did quality and control and biohazard safety and um, <clears throat> all that stuff. So I do have a lot of opinions and a lot of also background of opinions where a lot of things are concerned. But like I said, I don't want to get into that too much because we're already at 40 some minutes and that will probably be a whole, whole big old story. So anyway, um, I do want to thank everybody for joining me. Um, and being dedicated and listening to me, uh, being understanding, being, um, well, I say, um, I mean, obviously my computer don't talk back to me. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, I mean, that'd be nice though. I mean, I can communicate with people. I'll probably actually have to comb my hair then because <laughs> right now I haven't really fixed my hair too much today and I don't have any makeup on and it's pulled back in a ponytail and got my craft shirt on with my white paint stuff on it and Paris white pants and uh, my flip-flops with slippers that a friend of mine gave me because uh, if you know me I got flip-flops on all year long usually I'm barefooted but um, I try to keep my slippers and stuff on walking around um, in the craft room for one because you never know what's on the ground here me dropping things uh, I might step on something um, probably a staple or something um, but also around the house you know my mom's room and stuff um, but also two of my tootsies get a little cold. Um, but I usually wear my flip-flops pretty much almost all year round, even in the snow. Um, my daughter used to laugh at me because when my, my, one of my flip-flops broke and I was devastated because I didn't have any flip-flops and I went to go look for my flip-flops to buy. And she's like, you do know that it's winter and there's snow on the ground. And I said, they got to be here in the clearance aisle or something. So... I eventually did find a pair of flip-flops uh, that year, but I had to break down and buy me a pair of tennis shoes, and she used to actually record me and laugh at me when I tried to walk in my shoes, because I was so used to wearing flip-flops or be barefooted that it was weird for me, and I was having, um, I don't know, I think my feet were rejecting the, the shoe feel, <laughs> but she got a kick out of it, laughed and recorded it, so, you know, because, uh, it was kind of funny. <laughs> um, and most of the time I go through the winter without a jacket on or a coat. Or I'll have a light jacket on. Or I'll have a hoodie on or something. And I always think, you know, if I can get from the door to the facility, then why do I need to bundle up? Why do I need to have hats, gloves, scarves, and big old boots and all this stuff on? Just to go 20 feet inside a door. I'll just, you know, take a deep breath, rough it, and go in if I'm cold. Um, but now that I'm getting older... I don't know. Last year I wore a coat. I had a, I bought a, um, it's a Dickies. 
it was hooded. Actually, I bought it a few years ago. Um, it's hoodie. It's hooded. Um, but it's it's a man's um, jacket coat, <clears throat> and uh, got it on clearance at Walmart for seven dollars. Seven dollars. I snagged it. Um, and uh, anyway, it's very comfortable. So I did wash it uh, not too long ago to freshen it up because it was out my camper. Um, so I might end up getting that out, obviously, to share again. But, um, or I'd have a habit of just wearing a hoodie and I might put a pair of gloves on while I'm driving until my steering wheel warms up. But, um, I might be bundled up this winter because I think my heat went out of my car. <laughs> so, I'll have to get that looked at. Meanwhile, I probably need to get me a car because it's, um, it's a mess. It's, it's pretty rough. Um, but it gets me... Come on, knock on wood. It gets me from where I gotta go right now. Um, and hopefully it continues to do that until I can afford to get one. So, anyway, um, before I get rambling on anymore, um, I do appreciate everybody for coming out. Or, coming out. <laughs> I don't know where you are. I don't even know who you are. Um, I appreciate everybody for joining me. Um, and listening to me. Taking your time out of your life. I hope I don't disappoint, uh, any more than what some of the things in your life have disappointed you. Um, I try. That's, um, that's actually what I can do. Is I try. Um, I apologize to anybody. Um, I say I apologize. I shouldn't say I apologize. I feel, my heart goes out to you if you're struggling with anything. Um, if you're going through something. And, um, if I've triggered you in some of my podcasts and stuff, um, my heart goes out to you, to the families yesterday in that horrific accident. Um, I've definitely been praying, uh, for you. I literally stood over that woman yesterday in the middle of the road and, and prayed over her <clears throat> while they were assessing the little boy and the guy. I, um, took that time to go over and pray over her. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, sorry, I got sidetracked right there, but thank you for joining me. Um, and, um, I do hope that everybody finds some way to, um, bear it through life, <clears throat> uh, one way or another in a way that doesn't consume your mentality in a negative way. And for every negative thing that you feel about yourself, try to counteract it with a positive. Leave yourself little post-its on your mirror if you need to. Remind yourself to remind yourself to do reality checks on yourself and those that you love. They always say the squeaky wheel gets replaced, but honestly, sometimes the squeaky wheel, or I'm sorry, the squeaky wheel gets uh, oil. But sometimes squeaky wheel gets replaced. But sometimes <clears throat> if the squeaky wheel is played with or talked to or enjoyed, I guess, um, it might be a little bit more smoother, if that makes sense. I guess I was trying to do a metaphor there and just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> the point is, sometimes the people may talk a lot may seem, you know, like I know I talk a lot sometimes when I talk a lot all the time around people. I'm not around a lot of people. So when I talk to somebody, I just start talking a lot and then I apologize for talking a lot. But then what people don't understand is that for lately, I don't even talk to myself much anymore. <clears throat> At least not out loud. Because if I talk out loud and somebody hears me, they think I'm crazy. But when I quiet and I talk to myself in my head I make myself crazy so I guess that's where all you guys come in <laughs> so thank you uh, lucky you <laughs> um, but anyway please try to find a place to put your feelings the highs are very very hard uh, on so many people but so is everyday life and you don't need a time of the year to mourn the loss of somebody 
You don't need a time of the year to appreciate somebody. And you certainly should not need a holiday or a time of year to remember somebody, to be in somebody's life, to enjoy a moment, or to even spoil yourself on something. So, um, I'd like to thank everybody again for coming, for joining me, listening to me ramble and repeat myself. And, um, if you are struggling with something that is beyond your cope mechanism, um, note you're not alone. Not everybody is strong enough to handle it on their own. And it's okay to ask for help. And I'm trying to learn that. But also, too, I've learned I'm having a hard time because I've asked for help from people and it's on dormant ears. But, or they just can't for their own reasons. <clears throat> but when it comes to your mental state of mind, your physical well-being, and your all-well spirituality. I need to say that with my teeth right now. I'm sorry. My bottom teeth are loose. <laughs> your place with what you believe in and who you believe in. I believe in God. <clears throat> and I will not apologize for that. Um, but yet I will not condemn you for your belief. I'll pray for you, but I won't condemn you. I have no right. But remember you're also a human being. You're not immortal. <clears throat> it does take a matter of making meatballs at 10.30 in the morning like my dad. To come around a curb on a road taking a little boy probably to school. It's over that quick. And, um, but also to don't get caught up in life. Don't get caught up living life by death, if you will, that you forget to actually live your life to the fullest that you can. But also remember that sometimes when you put your life on hold, if you will, for other people, you're not really putting your life on hold for other people. Because if you're putting your life on hold for other people, it's because those people are in your life and they matter to you. So it's not putting your life on hold. It's helping them to still stay and be a part of your life. So that you're not giving up your life. You're still trying to help them to be in it. At least that's my point of view. Hope this all makes sense. And if it doesn't, um, <laughs> it makes sense to me. So, <laughs> but I'm a little biased. <laughs> you ask me, I'm a little biased. Um, so I am trying to learn to counteract my negative with my positives, but I'm not perfect at it. I do correct myself when I, uh, start getting negative. <laughs> um, and I try to look at things in different perspectives. Because I used to say this thing all the time here not too long ago. You know, I worked very hard to get where I was at. I had three I have three college degrees with a four point one three honors. I've busted my butt to get where I was at in life. I owned my home. I owned multiple vehicles. <clears throat> Had a, a membership to a car wash. Had my shit together. <clears throat> and um, I was in a relationship with somebody. Um, not my ex-husband. That to this day, I admit I, I love. I still love him. He has, he has my heart. And I struggle with that. Because, um, I just struggle with it. Let's leave that at that. 
Um, and I used to say, you know, all that. And in the end, I'm here I am by myself. Lost my job. Lost my home. Lost all my belongings. Can't use my degrees necessarily. And there's no reflection on my mom. You know, I felt abandoned. I feel unwanted. I feel unloved. I feel neglected. I feel alone. I feel lost. I feel confused. I feel insecure. I feel ugly. I feel stupid. And I used to say, you know, what's the point? What's the point in it all in the end? Who's going to want me? Who wants this damaged person? Why do I want to sit here and explain myself over and over again to guys in my life? And keep trying to make it sound like I'm somebody to be worth being with. What's the point? And I would cry that to my mom. So hard. And you know when I said this? On my birthday. On my birthday. Which is already a hard enough day for me because that's the day my grandson died. But I remember when I was cleaning because I always clean when I'm upset. Even more so than what I already do. And um, I was trying to talk to her about some stuff. And my mom can't handle that. But I have nobody else to talk to. Because sometimes my own personalities tell me to be quiet. Because I'm triggering them. And then one personality that I'm pushing way back in the back and trying to make her um, my reality check, but in a positive manner, I have to remind her In the end, it does matter. It does matter. And it might not matter to anybody else. But it matters to me. And that is what I'm teaching myself. Because in the end of it all, I'm somebody something. I'm me, and I matter. And in the end, that matters. So don't you forget that. The next time you look at yourself in the mirror, you're not everything you feel. Not in the eyes of other people. But that doesn't matter when you don't see them through your own eyes. Sometimes in life, you don't have to see to feel. Sometimes you have to close your eyes so you can actually see things for what they really are. Ask my mom. She's blind. She sees things a whole lot differently than what we do. And she feels it too. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that she doesn't matter. <clears throat> Even if it matters to nobody else. Because she might be bedridden, but she's still my mom. And I'm not looking for her to be gone anytime soon. No matter how long I have to take care of her, there's nowhere else that I need to be than keeping my mom alive. Because even being able to go in there and talk to her is better than standing at a gravesite trying to talk to her. Because she can't tell me I get on her nerves at the gravesite. 
she can in her bedroom. And I'll take her yelling and screaming at me over not having my mom any day. Because I already know what that feels like, not having my dad. And God be with me big time. If she goes before me. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you all uh, for being so dedicated as you are to yourself in your life. Because even taking a breath today is a big deal. And if all you did today was try, I applaud you. Because I know all too well how that can be breath breathtaking. Literally. Um, I hope everybody has a blessed evening. And if you are struggling in a way that you do need to talk to somebody, please reach out to somebody. Remember, 988 is the Suicide Prevention Hotline. 988. They can direct you to somebody where they have skilled and very well-trained people that could be there for you and direct you where you need to go. Don't give up on yourself. Because you matter. You're somebody something. But you're also you. So be something to you. Do something you've never done before. Believe in yourself. This is Dee, and you've been listening to my podcast. Let me clear my throat. Um, no title, just me. Part two. Have a safe and blessed evening. Good night.